The message you are about to listen to is brought to you by the Fountain of Life Church Hope Center. We believe that the Word of God has power through the Holy Spirit to cause remarkable changes in your life. And as you meditate and act on these words, your life will become a testimony. I'm going to be teaching us today on something called adding value or going the extra mile. And one of the things that I am finding out that God wants to do this year is he wants to change our mindset concerning how we understand work. You must understand that God created work. It was not the devil's idea. So for some of you that hate work, a change. Work isn't the devil's idea. It's God's idea. And God said to them, let them cultivate the earth. He gave Adam work. But you see, if we don't navigate work properly, work will become a thorn in our flesh. If we don't understand how to work, we will struggle and you will start casting and binding God for the thing he created for your blessing. I remember when some of us are praying for jobs. Lord, if you can just give me that job. Then he gives you four months, five years down the line. God, which kind boss be this one? What kind of person is this? But that was a blessing at some point. You don't know how to navigate it. It can become a curse. So today I'll be teaching on adding value. And I found a scripture that was very, very enlightening. And I'm going to sidestep to speak to a category of people. But don't get... Don't box the message to think the message is only for that category. If you know you are single here, raise up your hand. Don't be shy. Don't worry. Don't be shy. Don't let them, don't. This is not the time you now start saying, ah, they will think, they will know that I'm normal. We know you don't have a ring. Give the people that need to know so they can pursue and overtake. Let them see it. All right. That was just, that was the atmosphere. Um, I learned something from this verse and um, we can share it, you can see it take place in life. One thing that I found out that God wants to also teach us in this year is how to be generous. Now the moment we hear generous, it's almost funny how we immediately think of money. No. No. So let's just start the text with Genesis 24 verse 10. Genesis 24 verse 10. Alright, now Abraham gave his choicest servant if you read from verse 1 you find out one of his most dedicated servants a major task a task so big that he told him swear by putting your hands on my tire I, I don't know what type of covenant that is but in the days of old it must have been a very strong thing 
that swear by putting your hands on my thigh that you will achieve this. So it was a very, very big task. Now, this is Abraham. And I remind you of the song, Abraham's blessings are... You see, what was about to happen was that a blessing needed to be passed on to a generation. And it had to go to Isaac. And in this whole gathering of passing out the blessing, they needed to choose a wife that would be the first lady of that blessing. And I can understand why a lot of us, this is the type of guy that we are trusting the Lord for. His father is rich. He comes from a home of highly spiritual people. Okay. Some people are cashing and saying, Amen. It's not like the kind of person or the kind of family that you want to be born in. But everybody wants to be married to the family of Abraham. In fact, you by extension, you sing the songs so that you can partake of the blessing. But this was a woman that was literally going to be married, first generation marriage into that covenant. It's a big deal. Uh-uh. So the father told him, I want you not, I don't, don't, don't bring up anybody. Bring up somebody from my kindred, from my clan, people that know the way we operate. So he was given this task. And there was a lot of apprehension in the heart of the servant. Because if you read in that scripture, you see that there was a time he was saying, What if the woman does not follow me? What if these things happen? He was really scared because the assignment the father gave him, but the, fa- the master gave him, was huge. So 10 says, okay, it's there now, good. Then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed. From this, you know that they are rich. It's like taking 10 Bentleys just to look for a wife. Oh, you didn't know? Even till now, camels are expensive. Oh. Now, for all this, for all his master's goods were in where? They were carrying 10 camel bags worth of goods. All right. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. Next. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at the evening time. And that time, that was the time where women go out to draw water. This looks like the time where women start to say, God, I want a man. A season where they go out to draw water. All right. Then he said, Oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Next. Behold, here I stand by the well of water and the daughters of men of this city are coming out to draw water. Okay. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher, if you use other translations, it says, let down your jog, if you don't know what a pitcher is. Yes, it says, let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I would also give you, give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant, Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to your master. Thank you very much. Now, this guy made a certain provocative prayer. He didn't say, God, 
Let me see the finest of women. He said, let me see a woman that one I can say to her, bring down your water, let me drink. Then she will say to me, you know what, I'm not only going to give you water, I'm going to give you camel's water. And I started to meditate on that scripture. And I found out that for those that want to go the extra mile, they must do the extra things. Now guys, ladies, if you may, let's think about this. You just finished fetching water. One random guy. In fact, a servant is not the head of the throne. In case you think that it was Isaac himself that came. No, it was the servant. Yeah, some people are already starting to you know that first look of judgment. Yes. Sorry. What can I what? Like I am by the water. I just went to fetch water. And the water. Yeah. And you can see the water. But you want me to give you my water. Are you normal? <laughs> you know these things we are laughing, but it's true. And somewhere you say I'm classy. Oh, I'm classy. But see what the Bible is telling us here. It says that there was a choice to be made. As weighty as that position would be, the way to access it was by going the extra mile. Do you know that there were many people there that out of being a normal, nice person, like a lot of you are in this church, who say, you want water? Ah, that's fine, I'll drink water. But how many people would think to the extent of his animals? Giving you, ah, I'm the fairest of all maidens. That I, I brought it down for my head. I brought it down. Because that's what the Bible says. It says, bring, let, please let down your pitcher. After putting it here, stabilizing it, I should bring it down. Now, what that also meant was, if I give you, it's no longer full. So, what do I have to do? I have to go back and fetch it. And I don't like stress. Abby? Yeah, I just want to be taken care of. Yeah. They were going to take care of this woman, but see entry requirements. Now, not many people think as far as saying, let, let me give your camels. But you see, for that guy, that was the thing. If seven maidens had come and said, we will give you water, but none of them said, we'll give your camels water, they didn't qualify. So I'm here to tell you that, that you are nice alone is not what is required in this day. Oh, but I'm nicer than my... Hey, have you met my friends? You don't know my friends? Oh, me, I'm nice. So me, I am nice. It doesn't win you anything. Ah, You should question the fact that you have those type of people as friends in the first place. That your natural, normal niceness is the, is the highest. Normal something is... Check your friends. So I started to look at what changed. It was the fact that she added value to her service. I found out that these are things that you don't, you don't think up naturally. It needs to come from years of being naturally generous. 
So I could understand something about Rebecca because this was Rebecca. That Rebecca was a generally was a generous person in her heart. She didn't do it because she knew the man that was coming. It was something that came from her inside. She wasn't prompted to do it. She's the kind of person that when she sees a need, she wants to meet it. So you ask for water, but I look around you and I see that there are still other places that need water. I will give them water too. You know, it's very easy for you to give water to people that you feel that they can help you. But what help can a camel do for you? Ten camels. Ten. Ten camels. How many of you know what they call basia in Yoruba? Except she's carrying a basia. One thing that you need to know about camels is they drink water so that they can go very long distance. So that when they are in those deserts, they don't need water because they have a full tank. So can you imagine how much they would have drank seeing that they were just coming from a journey? Oh, you think that where the man was coming from was Yaba and where he was going to was Sabo? No, sir. When you hear these kind of things, they are long distances. It takes days. They pack on living bread. They travel. So when the animals came, they must have been very thirsty. So no matter, I don't know how much she was carrying in her head. But I want to believe that she went multiple times to the stream and back just to make sure that 10 were full. I'm sure she must have thought of that. That this thing I'm about to do is going to wow, 10 camels. And at the end of the day, I can just leave with a thank you. Or none. And I feel that this is to posture our hearts as regards the way we call ourselves Christians. Because we have made a norm out of doing the normal. Forgetting that God has called us to do the extra normal. I wrote down certain things here. I said, ordinary can take you only so far. It is the extra to the ordinary that makes you stand out. What made that lady stand out was because she said, you know what? I will give your camels. It's not rare. I mean, it's rare. Nobody just thinks of that, especially when there is no hidden motive. A famous man said, if your presence can add value to my life, your absence will not make a difference. If your presence can add value to my life, your absence will not make a difference. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 25. Let's also see something that happened to these women. This message is for believers. So, in case there's someone in your mind that feels like, oh, I'm nice because I'm born again. No. You walk it. Matthew 25 verse 1. Now, the Bible is likening the kingdom of God to this act that happened. It says the kingdom of God shall be likened to ten virgins. Ten what? Now, these people already achieved something. They achieved the ability to keep themselves. So, they had a level. We're not talking about just normal people. They were virgins. And they were supposed to meet the bridegroom. But you see what separated them, what gave them foolish and wise, was how much extra 
they were willing to do. That they were virgins did not get them to see the bridegroom. That they were wise virgins was, made, was what made them see the bridegroom. And what was wisdom in this message? The Bible said that while some carried their lamp, another carried their lamp and extra oil. See, if we get this, some of us would walk on us as against shouting at God. Yes. Open your Bibles to Proverbs 11 verse 24. No, go to 25, then we'll do 24. Proverbs 11, 25. I want you to see something. Now, what does it say about the soul? The what? The generous soul will be made what? Rich. He who waters will also be what? This woman watered man and animals and by exchange her life was watered. Is somebody there? She gave water to animals and to the man. She didn't know that she passed the test of being the wife of the next in command that carried Abrahamic blessings. The generous soul will be made rich. And he that waters will be watered. I found out that, that you come to church or that you are in a department does not make this spirit come upon you. Because the Bible talked about the good Samaritans. The good Samaritan. The people that passed him were clergies. Yes or no? So it doesn't come on you because you hold a title. It is character that must be developed. So when you come to service, listen for the prayer points. Then listen to the instructions. Because it's the combination of the two that makes miracles happen. They believe in God. And the work you have to do to yourself or for yourself. So I started to think. And this Bible gave me a very nice analogy or some conversations about this story. And I'd like to share with you guys. Because I think it just really blessed me. He said, Abraham sent his servant out to find a wife for his son Isaac. It was a monumental task. The servant decided to choose a woman based on this principle. He wanted to find a woman who would add value to him on his journey. So a woman will make a good life partner for Isaac by doing these things that she did not need anyone to tell her. Nobody told her that when you go to the stream and you see people, give them water. And when you see their camels, give them water. Her generosity stands in stark contrast to the prevailing attitude today. Her life seemed to say, I will do what you ask me to do and I'm going to do something more. You see, when we were starting this conversation, we were all laughing. The reality of it is a lot of people have problem with even the first task which is bring down your picture. 
Some of you, God cannot tell you to bring down your pitcher. Drink it from up there. I'm stressed. It's funny. But it's truth. It's truth. He was saying, John C. Maxwell, was saying that this woman had the ability to, number one, say, I am willing to do whatever it is you tell me. And I'm also willing to do extra. He says again. Today, people seem to say, I'm going to do the least that is expected of me because I can't kill myself. Oh, I can't kill myself. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to get the most out of it but doing the least for it. Ah, when I come to church, ah, my own, I beg, I beg, I don't get time for any department. All the yang, yang, yang department. My own is just to come up and say, praise the Lord, Lord, oh, single, single. Ah, and when we finish service, ah, before they say that, I will just carry my Bible and go, auntie, uncle, there is no stake in that investment. What it means is the day tribulations come, that's the first thing that will blow away. There's no stake. It's not rooted in anything. It's not. We want to do the least, but we want to gain the most. And we want to call it favor. But what you do not understand is favor gives wealth to those that actually sit in his presence. There is the work of sitting in his presence. It's a, there is a work. See, let me tell you something, guys. I'm privileged to pastor. But you see, eh, if I decide to only find message, only so that I can preach on Sunday, you know what I'm going to do in life? It's not a curse. It's a reality. So, also that our pastors we have lived with it, we know. It's in the script, so don't pity me. You see what they call a signpost? That's what we are going to do. We will forever be telling people this is the right way. But we will never live where we are. So you wonder how it is that a man can be prolific in the words of his mouth but can struggle with things like sexual addiction. No man, if the word does not change you, you will stay there but you will tell people I am leading you here. There is a responsibility that you need to take. And that's what we want to tell everybody. You see, that blessing, that Abrahamic blessing that should be yours came to Rebekah on the count of generosity of heart. When, they are, when, when a guy is asking for a woman and she's, he's saying, I want a guy that's okay, and I'm going to flip it now because women are going to come at me after service. When a woman is asking for a man and she says, I want a God-fearing guy, she did not say, I want a church-going guy. Eh? that's what she's she's not asking for a church going guy you know something that blew my mind guys the bible says God loves a cheerful giver it did not say God loves a cheerful gift it is the person that he loves not the gift because no gift can catch him out. I am the creator of all nothing is going to make me say wow what makes me say wow is your deadness to giving that thing that is precious to you so I, God, I love a cheerful giver. And that is why God will see the man that had it all come to the Jesus standing by the 
offering. I don't even know how Jesus got access to that place, but as Jesus will be now. He says he was standing by the offering and he saw the meek men come and they gave out of their abundance, but they gave so carelessly, so freely. They had no regard. They gave of the many they had, you know, and they wanted everybody to know. But he saw a woman that from the little that she did not have, she gave. That already tells you that it's not the money that makes God say, wow. It's the heart that makes him say, wow. So people, when people are saying they want people that love God, it's the heart they are looking for. This guy understood that whoever will be my master's wife must be number one, someone that can submit. That if I say bring down your picture, she does not look at the size of my shoe or whether it's neat. A servant in one mission, never. No. You know, see, there are certain things that generosity takes over you from or takes over you that you don't start to look at the sizing of people. I'm, giving, I'm going to give you a task today before I forget. Do... Some people already know. Coming to a store near you. Do good to one that you know can never repay you. And do it cheerfully. And don't put it on Instagram. Ah, don't put it on social media. Don't tell your neighbor. Do you know? I just want to tell. I, I, I just, I just, I just, I just want to celebrate God for what He's doing in my life. You know. I, I just I just feel like I'm changing. I just feel like God is really doing so much in me. You know, the other day, like I had a thousand naira and I'm like, you know, God, like this is a beggar, right? Like this 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 is someone that is homeless, right? And I'm like, God, I'm I'm gonna give him ten naira out of my one thousand. So, you know, I I I'm just so grateful because you know, before now, I, I, I wouldn't give him anything. I'm gonna tell him to go and hustle because I'm also a hustler. I'm a hustler in this life. No, I'll be a ledger. Do it in silence. Because you see, the things that we want from every act of generosity is the feeding of our flesh. This woman did this without knowing that this was a test to marriage. And maybe she goes to Shiloh every year saying, God, when would I marry? I'm sure you know that the originator of the song is here. <laughs> as powerful as her prayer points would have been, Character was what gave it to her. And you know, prophetically, God has told us this year that a lot of people will get married. Another thing that I know is we're going to have a positive problem here called car park. But see, let me tell you, what brings those blessings a sound character? Hmm. You don't want to know how the Lord deals with people. By the virtue of the kind of person that I am, I can be a very private person. For all this one that you see me joke with, and I, 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 I tend to be a very private person. So, I've been saying, God, our house, Lord, we want that four bedroom, five bedroom, all in suite. And God was like, ah, ah, so good, so nice. The three that you're managing are the two and a half, because that last room, I do think that the people that told my landlord that they are building a third room, they're not telling that they were building store. 
It's not, it's not. That kind of, if you put one bed, you have to go like this. Just joking. So God started telling me, Olumde, how well have you stewarded your second room? Because the normal me, me, you know the way we say it, the me, me. I don't like people like that. Like, because I was born and raised by a single mother, and I'm the only child, I don't know how to accommodate, or I didn't know, let me put it that way, I didn't know how to accommodate. Guess what? My background, irrespective, God needed to change some things. The first thing he did was to give me a wife that is a crowd carrier. Oh, days, my wife. I'm glad she's not here. Don't send her the CD. Emissi is talking to me. Oh, I just thought I'd tell you ah, that this one is coming late and they're going to spend the night in the house. I'm like... And God was like, excuse me, sir. I don't expand when you are not at capacity. I don't expand when you are not at capacity. Because how would I know you can manage a thousand when you cannot manage a hundred? Generosity, guys. I'm doing so, I'm, I'm trying so much not to make it a money conversation because that's the biggest blockade. That's the truth. If you really read the scripture, you will know that there is a place for you to be generous and there is a place for you to be wise. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you the truth. Most with me, most people that fall into the hands of fraudulent pastors are weak believers. Let me explain it. There are people that want everything to be spoon fed to them and they do not want to take any responsibility for the things of God. The Bible, I have never seen a book this rich in information, this loaded with the future, this packed with the anointing of God, so powerful that it is that when you go to the bookstore, they don't need you. To come with a doctor's prescription to get it. It is free. But people say, no, I don't want to read it all. The job of the pastor is that he reads it for me and he comes and tells me. So, the one that wants to manipulate, he sees a weak believer. So, he comes and tells you, oh, do you know that if I sleep with you, it's a dimension. But there is nothing that you have read. There's nothing that you have read. So when you fall victim, yes, this man of God shouldn't. And I don't, cond- I, I don't condone it. But the question is, what about your belief system? If you did not even manage to read the entire Bible, was there any point where we heard that Jesus locked up in the room with Mary then they skip to the next part of the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. So what am I trying to say, guys? Taking responsibility for the events of your life is a spiritual assignment. 2022 will be great because he has said it. But the ones that will see it are those that work with him. That's the way it is. See, everybody can, you know, while I was seated there, the Lord said something. He said, I was meditating on the scripture that said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. And he said something to me. He said, it is those that are in my house that I'm responsible for their upkeep. Ha! 
Then he reminded me of when bomb blast happened. I went to party doing bomb blast. My mother also went to party. My mother went to party in Ibadan. I went to party in Mende. And you know the proximity between Mende and uh, Ikeja Barracks. So when this started to happen, we first saw that it was some funny boys throwing knockouts in broad daylight. Then it started to increase. Then, you know, there was shout and all that and all that. And to cut the long story short, we walked from Mende to Ogudu Road. And we did not even pass the express. Now, for those of you that, if you are going from, if you are going to Ogudu, and you are driving from Mende, after you pass that underbridge, that Okilim underbridge, you know there's a bridge that leads you to, if you look to your right, you see some bushes. Just look like that's a land that nothing, that was actually the bush that we passed to link Ogudu Road. We didn't use the road. Yeah, just to explain that. Now, what's the story that I'm trying to bring out from this analogy? When it was dark and we did not find a place to stay because everywhere was in pandemonium, I always go around back in the day because there were no phones or I didn't have access to a phone then. I always go around with my address book. You know that address book that some, some new gens will not understand this. But for the OGs, what we used to do back then is you have an address book and everybody writes their address and their daddy's landline, no GSM. And we have that. So I remember that one of my friends used to stay in Ogudu. I don't really like. My friend used to stay in Ogudu. So I brought up my book, and lo and behold, I saw his address there. So we found his father's house. But my friend was not in the house. But when we went to him, we said, Sir, we know your son. Your son and I will go to the same school. The man said, No, well, we come inside. And in the morning, we slept in their house. And in the morning, they also created breakfast for us. Now, if I was outside, bros, nothing. I was hearing cases of people that they slept outside and things happened to them. I heard cases of people that they ran with the mob, not knowing that the mobs were running into a ditch. But I found someone's house and it was responsible for my upkeep. Those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High abide under the shadow. You see, that shadow carries protection. That shadow carries favor. But for you to abide, for you to have that proximity, you must dwell in the secret place. It is not a popular place. That is why it's called secret place. Let me continue. So I started to look. Why don't people like to add value? Why are people not generous? Why is it that people do not, they do not like to extend of themselves? The first is fear of being taken advantage of. How many people can relate to me? You want to do good, but there's a fear of, before you know it now, before you know it now, before you know it now. And before you get into that, before you know it now, I want to first ask you, Imagine if God says, I will give you grace one time. But don't come back. Maximize that grace for life. You that you are afraid that people will take advantage of you, you are taking advantage of God. Is somebody there with me? Now, the balance to it is, I'm not now saying that be opened and you allow people just use you anyhow. But don't let that be the first thing because more often than not, it blocks you from doing good. Hmm? Give people chances to mess up. Somebody needs to hear that. 
The reason why you cannot get a good man with the narrative all men have scum is because you are living an experience with somebody's narrative. Fear of not of being taken advantage of. The second thing is legalistic. I already talked about that. My office time is 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. By 4.59, I'm just waiting for that hour. Five. I'm gone. You can't see. Let me tell you the truth. Nobody, no employer of labor promotes anybody for the regular. I'm sorry. Most likely the only place that you still see it happen is civil service. But guess what? I used to have this narrative until my mother came and cleared my dad because my mother is a civil servant. So they know civil service to change. That you are three years on a road does not mean that you must get a promotion. So the normal order of civil services, you do three years and you write an exam and they promote you to the next level. He says, Olumde, do you know that there are some people that have to retake that exam? I say, eh, in civil service. Is it that they don't like them? He said, no, now it's, it's different. Nobody pays or nobody gives for something that does not add. Is somebody there with me? So don't be legalistic. Go the extra mile. When pastor preaches a a nice sermon, don't end with it was awesome. Go back and read it. Go back and read it. Let it become your own sermon. Another thing I found out. People are not generous or people do not like to add value. Because they do not know it as a habit. Another thing that I found out in our time is there's something called selective generosity. Selective generosity is that you know the gains of generosity, but you look at the people that can give you that gain the fastest. I found out something, guys. There are many blessings in the Bible. But the one that talks about giving you in the order of what you received is giving. The Bible says, give, and it shall be what? Almost like, in, in fact, Second Corinthians says, those that give sparingly will reap, those that give abundantly will give, those that give abundantly will receive abundantly, yes. I found out that giving is the one thing that actually creates a direct impact on your life. It's almost instantaneous. You know the second thing that I found that does the same thing? For giving. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Giving and forgiving carry direct multiplier effect in the life of a believer. I give you another example. I found out that my wife, the, the way my wife receives blessings, ah, you are not a man of faith. You'll be intimidated. I just see that my wife was so, and one day I was humbled to ask her, Missy, how do you do it? That's something that some men have not gotten to know. 
Something's working in your wife's life. Both of you are one. Ask her. Ask her. That's not what you know. Ask her. Ask her. Ask her. Ask her. That'd be your neighbor. Tell her, ask her. Ask her. So I asked my wife, you see, how do you do it? And she says, Olumide, to, be, oh, to be honest with you, I'm a generous person. You see, it, it pains me because when you hear that, it makes you feel like, shame me, we're generous. I'm generous in my own way. In my own way. My truth. My truth. But I found out that when the Lord gives me, I try to increase the levels of my comfort. But when the Lord gives her, she tries to increase the levels of her giving. So I found out that was the difference. So I started to tell myself, if I don't need it on the immediate, it's a good opportunity to let it go. I have four shoes, but two legs. I can give out some. And when I started to make that demand, the Lord now started to test me. So I had this Zara shoe. I love that shoe. I love the shoe so much that I waited for the matching cloth so that I can wear the shoe. And I'm a man. And I was in a conversation with some really nice family and we're just talking. And we're just gisting over dinner. You know, it was so nice. And she was like, oh, I just even remember this day. I had one of my most expensive bags. And I was taking it and I got to the car park. And the Lord said, you know you are going to give that bag out before you enter the service. I said, let this car pass over me. And she said that I knew the voice of God. And just as I was about to enter the church, one lady came. I said, oh my God, I love your bag. Not that I love your makeup. I don't love thy perfume. I love your back. And guess what, guys? That was an answer. You see, that's not where you now start to look. Does this woman understand the amount of this bag? You know, some of you, you do it pettily. That, you know, I just want to bless the Lord for you. You know, God, God, God really is doing wonders, you know. I remember when I traveled to Paris and, and the Lord led me to buy this bag. Ah, need it, Joe. Give that thing away and let God bless you stretching you. So when that woman said that thing, it just became clear to me. You know when a halo comes upon your shoe in your room? I just saw a halo on my shoe saying this shoe is gone. Empty space. Empty space. See me and I say, ah! He told me who I should give it to. I say, this man does not understand how to wear this kind of shoe. He's, he's a local, he's not a hype pastor. So I, I told him, I was, so I, I, I told God, I'll bring this shoe. Then there was another Zara shoe I had. Because that day, I, I don't know, I just bought many Zara shoes. I had another Zara shoe. And I said, okay, I will take this two there. If it's the will of God. I am helping somebody. If it's the will of God. What do you need his will when he has given you an instruction? What would his will be outside of his instruction? But because God child wanted to just say that you, I will help you. You know the year word. You get coconutted. So, I went there and I said, you know, I, and I started, you know, I just want to thank God, you know, and 
So he said, when I say these things, it's me. And the man saw the two shoes and was like, oh, wow. His wife just came in from nowhere. You are picking this one. I said, yeah. The very one that I was... God was teaching me a culture, Lumide. Develop a culture of generosity. Honestly, to God be the glory. My wardrobe was full again. But this time, not with the things I bought with my money. It carries a direct impact on you. Especially when you give it selflessly. Every giving carries an anointing. Every giving carries a reward. The sad part is some rewards are on earth. Did you hear me? The bigger rewards are the ones that are in heaven. Every giving carries all. I was talking to my landlord and we're just, so he sells cars and the last car I used, he was the one that, you know, helped me get it. We did it. And we're just reminiscing recently. And I told him that Oh, did he know that we used to have a Toyota Corolla, a, 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 a Honda Accord? And he's like, yeah, 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 that car. I'm like, oh, what you didn't know is that the Lord laid it in our house to sew it. I'm like, now I get it. And I'm like, yeah, you get what? Are you the one praying that we should? And he said, Olumide, the way your car came in is still a miracle to me. And I tell people everywhere that this guy, there's, there's one guy that in my car dealing business, oh, I have seen people carry favor. For those that know how they buy cars abroad, it's a bidding system. So what happens is you come into the bid, somebody sees the car, he says we'll pay for maybe a thousand dollars, another person says ten five, another person ten six, and you go, it keeps going like that until the final bidder. He said he has not seen how a car came on, and for the entire round of the bid, no other person bidded except us. So they said, this car will start at $6,000 and the guy put his bid. And the thing did full cycle and nobody did the bid. And that was how I got the car. Another thing, prior to that time, he actually bought a car for me. Not as great as the one that I have. Similar, but not as great. That one was so good that the guy that bought it in the US said, you know what? I'm not letting it go. And we felt so bad. It was more expensive and it was not even as great. And the guy said, ah, Baba, this car is too sweet. Oh, you know what? Me say, I, I, I don't look for this car. My landlord was upset. He said, how can you do this? He yapped him. I said, Baba, no, <laughs> the answer is no vex. And we felt really bad. I didn't know that the next speed was going to be in my favor cheaper, better. Nobody was bidding it with me. What am I saying, guys? If you build a culture of generosity, you don't need to look one way for the reward to come. It will come in different ways. This woman, she was just there for water. Another thing I'm going to beg us, don't mess up your daily routine, being fixated only on the supernatural. Some of you, you are your nicest in church. And even in church, God is working on you. 
Some of you, your mood will change. Now, when the usher says, Auntie, sorry, can you move from here and go there? No. I'm sitting where I want to sit. Like this, is why I don't like church. They'll be treating us like children. Can you calm down? Can you calm down? The usher that is telling you has something she wants to achieve. Achieve it with her. Don't mess up your mundane or your ordinary. You're going to work highly secular as you call it. It's because you have not seen the spiritual in your work. Let me tell you something. Holding mic is my work today. So it becomes my assignment. Being a banker tomorrow in the bank becomes your assignment. Now God must endorse every assignment. Meaning that you must be in your best behavior when you are doing your assignment. Do you know how many people my wife said that when she was in the bank, that there was one of these are customers. My wife was in customer, those ones that they'll send you to go and look for money. Marketing. Thank you, Jesus. And she would go out and they would, you, the, the, the theory was very strange to me. Because I used to ask her that, it's different from my own industry. My own industry, we are selling goods, we are exchanging value. Your industry is funny. All the banks have the same interest rates. All the banks have the same limitation. There's no bank now that you go and meet and you say that because of who I am, God will give me dollars. No. There is a government rule concerning how to obtain dollars. It's the same thing. But now one other guy is going to tell you if you don't give me 50 million dollars in your balance sheet, we will sack you. Literally what you are saying is do whatever you can to move money from this company and put it in our own company. Then hold it tight. Then that one that you took his money from who to now start looking for, it, it was just a doggy dog scenario. And my wife said that in her carrying out of her daily job, she kept adding value. Checking up on the customers. Calling them. So, oh, we're sorry, we can't do this now. Oh, can, can we help you? She, she, you see, there's one thing for a man to know that, for a customer to know that you are limited by your resource. There's another thing where they cannot tell that you gave in, their extra, you gave in the extra work. That sometimes that I'm explaining something with a customer and I'm like, sir, I honestly wish I could. In fact, I had done this and this and this and this. But the company policy doesn't just allow you. I'm so sorry. And the guy's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But there are some of you, ah, oh God, sorry, we can't do it. Oh, ah, we just can't. Ah, we are not allowed to. The man can feel your value. He will most likely still say, okay. The answer will still be no. But how do you communicate no? So your mundane, what you call your ordinary life, how does it shine the light? The Bible says this light will shine in darkness. Every space where there is darkness is in need of a child of God that knows what his assignment is. The last thing, why people don't add value? Or why people do not like to be generous? They hate the work. Tell your neighbor, do not hate the work. Do not hate the work. Now God told me something. He said, a people that do not appreciate work will never understand reward system. I said, how do you mean, sir? Every person that comes without a proper understanding of work would always feel that the company has the right to promote them. Because you do not understand what work is. I'll give you an example. You don't give extra hours at work. You don't. You still come in late once in a while. 
But you are always there to leave at five o'clock on the dot. They see these things. Or maybe they don't see it. But it actually shows the commitment of your heart. When there's a problem, you are quick to push the book to the next person. It's not me, it's the wife you gave me. He... Every time you have that mental conditioning, there's something it does. It limits your innovative bank. Some of you are in organizations that need you to be creative. And one of the reasons why you have a mental block is because you are still doing it for the money. When you start to move beyond, I am earning this with this job to what can I do to make this job better? Guys, it's like a volcanic eruption. Things start to come up in your mind. Things start to, oh, wow, okay, wow, 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 wow. Recently, I moved from, you know, being a frontline sales worker to being a sales manager where I really don't have to interface with the clients. What I do is I manage more of my people. And I found out that what makes you lead is not what you know about the job. It's how you communicate the job to the people. So you know that natural instinct of a boss. Somebody does something or you're quick to send a mail. It's what they handed over to us. But it doesn't make it the right way. I was listening to somebody that was coaching me. She said, let your boss, how did she say it now? Your, your, let your stick, let's put it that way. Let it be the thing you use the least. So that the day they see it, they know that it must really be serious. But if every time you are so quick to wave the stick, after a while, people will lose regard. That is for some employers of labor. That's for some people that are here. But you that you're an employee, what value are you adding? What value are you adding? If you hate the work, you cannot love the promotion. Mm-mm. For you to love the promotion, love the work. I found out that as you grow up in the ladder of success, it's not so much of what you can do with your hands, but what you can best with your mind. As you grow up in the ladder of success, ask anybody, oh, do you think Dangote is mixing cement? Do you think he's still the one that has the formula for how sugar is being made? What he's doing, is engaging the mind. What next can I do? That will add value to this country. Albeit, for some people, it can be for selfish motives. Right? But you see, everything that is of value meets a need. It's only valuable because it meets a need. Think about it. I started to think about something. Even your faith is not in isolation. Second Peter 1 verse 5, open it. Second Peter 1 verse 5. Use the NIV. Use the NIV. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. What? Now, I like this one because a lot of times, the message of faith is always being preached and it's great. But the question is, aside your faith, are you a sloppy person that knows how to pray well? I won't take it now, but I'll just glance over it. You know the story of the shrewd master, uh, the shrewd um, manager. The Bible said concerning him 
that when the master came and he told him to give a good report, he didn't know what to do. Meaning that, guess what? He actually failed on his responsibility. Let's, actually, let's understand that. The master said, you have failed. And he said, that for fear of being sacked, what do I do? Please, understand it. He failed at his job. And the reward for his failure was that he was going to be sacked. But see where he was now wise. He said, you know what? I don't want to lose my job. So can I meet the need of my master? I see that people are owing my master. You know what I will do? You are owing 900,000 IRB. Can you pay 450? Ah, 450. Ah, okay. Bam. What that master was thinking was going to be a bad debt. He often recovered 450. He went to this one. What did he do there? He added value to the master's business. He added value. So add to your faith. Goodness. Be good. Be good people. When they feel like there is a need to get help, let them be able to come to you. Don't be the one that they're like, even if she can't, she's she's always stressed. Everything is stressed to her. Do you know that even in families, they know. There is one child that your mother calls more than the other. There is one that the mother knows that will most likely pick her call. And the moment she doesn't pick her call, she knows that that child must be busy. But there's that one. Hello, mommy. Uh, ah, ah, okay. Oh, it's well, low. We know that mommy nags. We know that mommy calls you to tell you the story that she has told you 14 times already. But what is the goodness of your heart? What is the goodness of that? that eh, mommy, eh, me, eh. wow, really? Ah, mommy, 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 let me call you back in business. You hear your mother say, ah, 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 it's okay. But you see, when you're like, mm, mm, oh, mm. and your mother is like, are you there? Are you? I'm here, ma. no goodness then you are now the one you are now the one that will be feeling bad that mommy like him he don't like me goodness let goodness flow I know you are going through stuff but don't let it now kill the tap of your goodness the next thing is knowledge you know why I like when the bible put knowledge People feel that knowledge is anti-faith. I wrote something down here. How do you add value? I said the first thing is gain proper understanding of the subject matter. You cannot add value when you don't know what you are doing. Ah, guys. Jesus, as a lad, 12 years old, The Bible says he went into the temple. What was he doing there? He was listening and asking questions. The power of God could have made him say, all of you, I'm going to topple all of you. Because he was talking to the same people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But for him to be able to add value to what he meant, he needed to understand what he saw. He was listening and asking value. I want to beg some of you. I know you have a PhD in when you get into a new environment, can you please calm down? 
chip off your shoulders. No, this is not how we do it here. No, no. Can you please calm down? Understand their barriers. Then see how you can help them. Gain an understanding of the subject matter. A lot of us, and that is why I feel very strongly that while we may not be going into the university or some may not have to go to the university, some of you need to go to the library. You need to go to the library. Every new invention rides on old knowledge. Think about it. Every new thing that is an invention, it rides on the back of old knowledge. So if you despise knowledge, you cannot invent. So when you come and you're like, God, I just want to provide a sound for those that are musicians. Just give me the grace. Just give me the sound. Something greater than Sinatra, Lord. Something greater than Nathaniel Bassi, Lord. But they call you, God, let's go and rehearse. No, 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 no. Just leave me with faith. I just want to have faith. No, ma. You can't birth there. You can't. For David to be a successful shepherd for men, he needed to be a very successful shepherd of sheep. Did somebody get that? For David to be able to chase after, to lead and manage destitutes, men that they felt like had lost it all, men that were on exile, David needed to know how to rescue a lamb from the mouth of an aggressive lion or a bear. There would always be the place of training where you learn. The Bible will talk about Daniel. I, Daniel, I learned by books. Guys, there are things that are laden in these things, in these written journals, in these books that you need to read. Before I came in, I was listening to Bishop Oedipo and it was like, he was giving an analogy and it was like, you know, for every time God tells me something, I read any book that has to do with it. Ah! Any book that has to do with it. So God tells him about faith. He reads from everything to anything. Then you are angry now. That he is pompous. No, sir. He knows, he knows about faith at a level that you have not dreamt about it. Can we gain understanding by knowledge? Guys, we are still young, even if you are in your 50s. We are still young. Let us arm ourselves with the right tools. The last thing I'm going to talk about how to add value. Don't take failure so personally. The biggest challenge that we will face is thinking that every time we decide to add value, we will not be bruised sometimes. Sometimes you'll be bruised in trying to add value. Sometimes you try to want to help, but it, they will slam the door at your face. Don't take it personal. Do not take it personal. Every time you have an opportunity to shine your light, I want you to know that even if they do not appreciate your light, it doesn't diminish your light. Did you get that? If today... I lit up a bulb but I now put that bulb in a bushel or in, in a let me use a plastic that conceals the light does it mean that that thing is not shining its brightest 
It's just that I have concealed it. It does not reduce the light. That light there does not reduce to low current. And that's what the world wants to do to you. They want to cover your light so that you can now reduce your light. Don't take failure so personally. If some do not like you, move, others will like you. If some do not believe in you, move, others will believe in you. If some people do not receive the gift that you carry, others will receive the gift that you carry. Don't take failure so personally. The death, that's the D-E-R-T-H, yeah. The death of love that we have in the world is because men have chosen to shut their light. There is enough love to actually go around in this world. There is actually love, enough. But when you shut it down, it becomes scarce. So what does God do? God puts the demand on people like us that receive from him. Because we receive endlessly from him so that we can give what? The natural thing is to give those that you know value. Is it not true? But the Bible says that love those that even hate you. It has to be anti-clockwise for you to change the world. It has to be anti-natural for you to make an impact. So God is calling us into that spirit today. That I'm going to give you the promise. Like I gave Rebecca. Rebecca is going to have a good marriage. Rebecca is going to get married to the best of my giftings. Or the best of men for her. But extend generosity. And that's the message today. The foolish virgins. They did a lot to keep their virginity. But only five did the extra to obtain the promise. My prayer today. Is that as we live on life. As we navigate life. Sorry. We will find the tools that we need to daily ask God to expand us. And one of the things that will be a tool that you need is this message. Let it challenge you to ask yourself, what are the areas of my life that I am rigid in giving? Now, you see, we didn't talk about money. Because I didn't want you to be... No, I, it's, it's not like I can't. But I don't want it to be your mental blockade. There's something about our generation that when you hear money, you just feel like they want to use you. If you love God so much, honestly, 10% is small. Forget it. That's the truth. If you love God, if you are passionate about the work of God, you will not keep your love at 10%. You will not say, God, this is only how much I can go. Come on. But can we, this week, try to extend generosity to people? in forgiveness can we extend generosity to people in giving our best at our jobs can we give generosity to people by being better than you were yesterday can we be can, can we see generosity in that light can people drink of our porch be our peach or our jug can people can people drink your water instead of telling them but you too should can, can people can I even extend it a little far? Can people take it for granted? Every art of generosity kills self. True generosity. It kills self. And do not forget what the Lord told us this year. He said your biggest battle will most likely not be the devil. Because the devil knows his place. Your biggest battle will be your what? Yourself. Rise up on your feet. So this is a good place to pray. If there's anything to pray about, it's Father Lord. Show me areas of my life that I think I'm generous but I'm not. I feel that for some of us, selective generosity is something that we need to pray about. 
Some of you are good to the boss, but you are not good to the cleaner. Yes. Some of you cannot come from a place that they gave you food. And the Lord will tell you, give your gate man. Because you feel the size of the chicken is too big for the gate man. It will lead him to steal. Where did you get that mentality from? Some of you do not have the culture of buying a new shoe and giving it on one. You will still wear it in the house and do it like this. So that you know that ah, our world needs people that are selfless. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not every act of giving must end up on social media. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I hear when people say, eh, if we don't show them, how would the world know? The one that you have showed them, who told you that the ones that saw it now went to do what you are doing? Another thing I'm going to tell you, nobody gives except the Lord plants it in their hearts. So stop being entitled. Even with your parents. Some of you are so upset at your parents because you are the only one that was not born in a certain country. Can you stop it? What Moji did not finish telling you was at the time that that detainment or that ban happened, Moji was actually struggling with her work because she really did not have a very clear focus on the things that God was calling her to do in terms of work in life. So it was easy for her to say she wanted to leave Nigeria and go and spend five months in the US just doing nothing and hopefully something will happen. And the US government led by the spirit of the Lord saw that and they said your glorious future is too big to be serving McDonald's in the US. And they couldn't justify why you have so little income and you want to spend five months. So they sent her back to Nigeria. In the five years that has not even been complete. Would you, she's here. She has a perfect understanding of the work of God on her life. Moji now, she, I am seeing Moji do her job and I'm like, ah. Moji will go and say, Olumde, you know this is the thing, I'm doing this work. Moji does not complain anymore. The Moji I knew, Moji, sorry I'm putting you on blast. The Moji I knew, everything is a stress. It's so, no. Moji is rolling her sleeves. Moji is telling me, Olumde, I'm doing overnight here. Moji is in love with her job. Moji takes money from her pocket to say, I want to go and do a, a marketing course in dollars. And she's paying for it, not waiting for one uncle to give her money. She's making plans to better herself in that five years where there was a negative report. Guys, I want to beg you add value to your world. What the enemy wanted for her. Well, that she just becomes a statistics of those pe many people that you know in the US that they are only as valid as the picture they post. You really don't know what they are doing. You don't know whether they are happy. You don't know whether they are depressed. You don't know anything. And when they feel like they want to pepper you, they show you one picture of one car that they can borrow per hour and they can use their entire money to borrow it. And you look at it and you start the narrative of God when? Add value to your world. I've never been prouder of a testimony in that lady than I am now. Because I saw how God can stop you in your tracks. You can take learnings from that place and you can see the good in it. See, let me tell you something. No matter what the world threw to you, 2021 into 22, or maybe you even enter 2022 sad or depressed, 
stick with God, it will make sense. It will make sense. Lean not on your own understanding. Ask him, Lord, where do you want me to add value? I have excess of time. What do you want me to do with it? What are you calling me into? Everybody's road is not my road. Where is my plan? What is my purpose? God doesn't want his children toiling. It is anti the covenant. That you may have life and have it more abundantly is what he said. So if you are not experiencing life, ask him, what am I supposed to do? Can you imagine if on that day, Rebecca had a bad day? Can you imagine if on that day, Rebecca just said, you know what, I'm tired of this nice, 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 nice. I'm not doing nice again. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. Open the veil from my eyes, Lord. Let me see what you're asking me for this year. Open my eyes to see the place of my impact. Somebody needs to pray. Renew the right spirit within me. This callous, vengeful, and angry spirit. This, this spirit that always wants to be right. That always want people to be the ones to beg first. Help me to extend generosity beyond myself. Help me Lord. Jesus says the generous soul will be made fat. Help me Lord to be generous. I am tired of struggling. Help me to be generous in the things you've called me to do. Lord, fix every character flaw in me. Every character flaw. Everything I've masked on that, this is just me. This is the way I am. This is the way we are in our family. Lord, deal with me over that issue. Oh, we are just naturally brash. Ah, we, we don't know how to filter words. So we will tell you the way it is. It's not the best of you. It's not the best of you. Bible says having the right words can stir up dissension. Just having the right words to say. Sometimes the Bible says even a fool is thought wise when he's silent. It's not everything that needs an immediate reaction. Bridle my tongue, Lord. How can you with the same mouth that you profess God, you also curse? Bridle my tongue. Lord, help me appreciate work. Help me to appreciate work. Help me to love work. Help me to be diligent at work. This light must shine so that Gentiles may see our light and kings to the brightness. Spirit, Spirit, lead me where my trust 
is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you will call me. Take me deeper than my spirit could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit. Let me walk upon the water wherever you will call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever water, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of. Sing it from your heart. Sing it from your heart. It's a prayer point. Spirit. I wanna walk in my faith in the prayer. Anger as stiff as they have, they, have, they, have, they have stiffened our hearts that the milk of generosity no longer flows. Lord, we ask that you break those fallow grounds. People that have hurt us and have hurt us and have made us close the tap on seeing the best out of people, Father Lord, deliver us this morning. We want to walk on this water with you wherever you will lead us. Lord, we ask for a deeper revelation. Take us deeper. Shatter the places where we have put a ceiling around our hearts. Shatter the walls that we have used to guard our hearts. Shatter the things that we have said I will never ever do this again. Break the fallow grounds in our hearts, Jesus. Break the fallow grounds in our hearts. How can a seed be planted if the land is not yielding? Break the hearts, Lord. Break us open so that your word can gain root in us. Father world, we thank you. Because we know that no man can do this without the Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us. 
because we know that no man can conjure these things but by your spirit spirit of God help us spirit of God fall fresh on us we need your presence your kingdom come bless your will be done here as in heaven spirit spirit up all fresh in us all fresh in us we need your we need your presence your kingdom come your will be done hey in That there is light that we carry from the father of light when the enemy wants to take advantage give us grace to give even more love father lord may we not get tired of doing good may we continually add to our faith goodness and to goodness knowledge help us oh god in jesus name we pray jam your hands together for jesus you've been richly blessed by this message we are a ministry with a mission to spread the gospel of jesus christ which birth hope love and so much more for more information you can follow us on our social media platforms at tfolc hope center on facebook instagram and youtube or you can visit our website www.tfolchopecenter.org god bless you hope center